booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. The words you never say to a captured terrorist is you have the right to remain silent. The man who allegedly fatally mowed down eight people on a New York City bike path on Halloween 2017 facing the death penalty as jury selections underway. NASA says its $325 million mission to steer the dimorphous asteroid off course was successful. New York Republican gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin tells 77 WABC's Cats at Night program Governor Hochul's campaign ads claiming he'll change abortion laws are simply not true. A lawyer for former President Trump, custodian of his record seized by the Fed, speaks with the FBI. Beloved actor Angela Lansbury has passed away. Also, special programming and guest today as 77 WABC pays tribute to our late colleague Bernard McGurk, who died last week of prostate cancer. Jury selection is underway in the federal trial of an immigrant from Uzbekistan who faces terrorism charges for allegedly using a truck to fatally mow down eight people on a New York City bike path. This happened Halloween, October 31st, 2017. Saifalo Saipov has pleaded not guilty to charges that are eligible for the death penalty. He was not in the courtroom yesterday. Washington Post columnist Mark Thiessen was on Fox News back in 2017. The words you never say to a captured terrorist is you have the right to remain silent. He does not have the right to remain silent. We need to know who he was working with, who sent him, who trained him, who else might be out there. And we need to know that stuff fast. At a June 2018 court appearance, Saipov said through an interpreter that he cared about Allah and the holy war being waged by the Islamic State. Opening statements are expected in late October or early November. The trial could last till the end of January, according to U.S. District Judge Vernon Broderick. NASA Tuesday announced that the DART spacecraft successfully carved a big crater into the asteroid Dimorphos back on September 26 at a cost of $325 million, millions of miles from Earth. Here's NASA Chief Bill Nelson. Two weeks ago, NASA made history once again. We conducted humanity's first planetary defense test. And we showed the world that NASA is serious as a defender of this planet. It was a first-of-its-kind experiment for NASA to see if a killer rock could be nudged out of Earth's way. The DART spacecraft carved a crater into the asteroid, hurling debris out into space and creating a comet-like trail of dust and rubble. Well, New York Republican gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin is dispelling the notion that he will change New York's abortion laws. Abortion, of course, legal in New York State. He appeared on 77 WABC's Cats at Night with 77 WABC owner and operator John Katzmatidis. New York codified far more than Roe a few years back. And when we woke up the day after the Dobbs decision, the law in New York was exactly the same as it was the day before. Nothing changed. And I'm not rolling that back. His comments come as his challenger, Democratic Governor Kathy Hochul, has run negative ad campaigns alleging Zeldin intends to change New York's abortion laws following the U.S. Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, the 1972 decision legalizing abortion. 
A lawyer for former President Donald Trump, Christina Bob, spoke with the FBI on Friday about who signed a letter stating that a diligent search for classified records had been conducted at Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate and that all such documents had been given back to the government. Bob told federal investigators that another Trump lawyer drafted that letter and asked her to sign it as her role as a designated custodian of Trump's records. The Justice Department claims the letter was untrue in asserting that all classified records sought by the government had been located and returned. Palm Beach County State Attorney David Ehrenberg was on MSNBC. I think that's going to keep her from being charged by DOJ. And she met with DOJ out of self-preservation because she knows she's Mm. in prosecutor's crosshairs for possible obstruction of justice, 18 U.S.C. 1519, which is punishable by up to 20 years in prison. Also, the U.S. Justice Department Tuesday asked that the U.S. Supreme Court deny former President Donald Trump's request to block the DOJ from continuing its review of classified documents seized during the FBI's unprecedented raid of Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida. Beloved actress Angela Lansbury died in her sleep Tuesday at her home in Los Angeles days from her 97th birthday. The British actor gained fame on Broadway in Mame and Gypsy. She also played crime novelist Jessica Fletcher in the long-running TV series Murder, She Wrote. She once spoke to 60 Minutes about portraying Fletcher. But I find that male writers as a whole don't know how to write women. Therefore, you, you have to put that in yourself. And uh, I did. I used to fight and squabble and, and, and get on their backs about writing her as a real person. She won five Tony Awards. Also, this special programming note all day long on 77 WABC. We will remember and celebrate our beloved colleague, Bernard McGurk, who passed away last week. Beginning at 6, Sid will talk with some of Bernie's best friends. And at 9 this morning, there will be a mini reunion of the IMIS cast, including Charles McCord. The IMIS crew will share their memories of working side by side with Bernie. Once a rising star in the Democratic Party, former presidential candidate and Hawaii representative Tulsi Gabbard announced yesterday she's leaving the Democratic Party. Gabbard tweeted a video saying she can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party, which is, she said, now under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness, stoking anti-white racism. She said she believes the left-leaning party works to undermine our God-given freedoms in the U.S. Constitution. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism. She served in the U.S. House of Representatives from 2013 to 2021 and invited other Democrats to join her. The Biden administration is proposing a rule that could result in more gig workers being considered full-time employees. It marks a potential major shift in the nation's labor laws that could disrupt things like ride-sharing, delivery, construction, and other companies that employ independent contractors. This draft rule, to be formally published Thursday, formally directs the agency to consider six factors when determining if a worker is an employee and therefore entitled to things like minimum wage, overtime, and the right to unionize, or as an independent contractor. President Biden earlier touted the PRO Act, which makes it easier for workers to join unions. Let's be clear for our Republican friends. You can't say you're working, you're for working people and vote against the PRO Act. It's not consistent. 
After the Labor Department proposal is published Thursday, the rule will remain open for public input for 45 days. A two-month-long search for a 22-year-old Fresno County, California woman has ended. Jolissa Fuentes was found dead inside of her crash car at the bottom of a cliff in the Sierra Nevada foothills. Officials said she'd left a family gathering back on August 6th to return home to collect some belongings. Her family then reported her missing the next night. Selma Police Chief Rudy Alcarez led this investigation into Fuentes' disappearance and discovered the crash site. This was a joint effort by all of our law enforcement agencies. Our investigators did a phenomenal job of researching uh, tons and tons of digital data uh, trying to locate Ms. Fuentes, and we wish that there was... Uh, We had better news and it it wasn't such a sad time right now, if you will. The chief said in a news conference Tuesday after stopping his patrol car near a curve in the road, he saw tire tracks in the dry brush, making that discovery. Nearly a month after his murder conviction was vacated, prosecutors in Maryland dropped charges against Adnan Syed on Tuesday. The decision ends Syed's decades-long battle to prove his innocence related to his murder conviction and the death of his ex-girlfriend, Heyman Lee. Here's Baltimore State Attorney Marilyn Mosby. Although my administration was not responsible for neither the pain inflicted upon Heyman Lee's family, nor was my administration responsible for the wrongful conviction of Mr. Syed, as a representative of the institution... It is my responsibility to acknowledge and to apologize to the family of Heyman Lee and Adnan Saeed. New technology, touch DNA analysis of skin cells left behind on evidence at the crime scene has only been available since 2003 and did not match Syed. Prosecutors asked that Syed's murder conviction be vacated in September, citing evidence that was not previously disclosed. A mysterious carbon monoxide leak at an Allentown, Pennsylvania daycare sent dozens of children and staff to hospitals yesterday morning. Firefighters found dangerously high levels of carbon monoxide, prompting a full evacuation. Janessa Gudru, owner of Happy Smiles Learning Center, spoke to WPVI in Philly. All of a sudden, he just collapsed. They tried to bring him back. But he was just not responding, so my staff called 911 right away. And that was one student that collapsed. At least 27 children and staff had to be taken to hospitals by ambulance. Another five people from the daycare arrived by private transportation. All are expected to recover. Leaders of the G7 group of rich nations have said they will back Ukraine for as long as it takes in the wake of new Russian missile strikes, admitted retaliation for Ukraine bombing a bridge, cutting off a key Russian supply route. This group, which met for emergency virtual talks, said it would keep on giving military and humanitarian aid. NATO also said it would stand with Ukraine for as long as necessary. Here's President Joe Biden on CNN. Look, we've taken a position. I just did a G7 meeting this morning. The idea, nothing about Ukraine without Ukraine. So I'm not about to, nor is anyone else, prepared to negotiate with Russia about them staying in Ukraine, keeping any part of Ukraine, etc. 
Strikes continued into yesterday. 77 WABC News Time 515. All day long here on 77 WABC, we will remember and celebrate our beloved colleague, Bernard McGurk, who passed away last week. And starting at 6, Sid will talk with some of Bernie's best friends at 9 this morning. There will be a mini reunion of the IMAS cast, including Charles McCord. The IMAS crew will share their memories of working side by side with Bernie. 77 WABC News Time 515. And Justin Alex here with a look at sports. Well, thank you, Deb. I am Justin Alex. Here with the early news sports update. It was a good night in the Bronx as the Yankees start their postseason bid on the right note with a 4-1 Game 1 win over the Cleveland Guardians in the ALDS. Garrett Cole earned his paycheck as he battled through six and a third innings pitch that yielded just one run on only four hits for the Guardians. The Yanks fell down a run early as Cole's only real blemish of the night came on a third inning solo shot from Cleveland's Stephen Kwan. Harrison Bader wouldn't let that lead last very long, though, as he answered with hit with this solo shot of his own in the bottom half to knock things up. The other team has twice changed his location and Bader may change the scoreboard. This is into the seats. Harrison Bader even up at one. That call courtesy of TBS after a sack fly gave the Yanks a lead in the fifth. Anthony Rizzo would blast a two-run shot in the sixth frame to give New York enough breathing room to cruise the rest of the way. Game two currently scheduled for 7.37 p.m. tomorrow night at Yankee Stadium, but uh, imminent weather could very well push that game to Friday afternoon or evening. Nonetheless, it'll be Nestor Cortez taking the hill against Cleveland's Shane Bieber. Other scores from around the playoffs real quick here. The Astros take a 1-0 series lead over the Mariners with an 8-7 win. The Phillies go one up on the Braves with a 7-6 game one victory. The Dodgers win 5-3 over the Padres to go up one. 0 in that series. And lastly, your New York Hockey Rangers are 1-0 on this brand new NHL season as they grabbed a 3-1 win at home last night over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Before he would add his second tally of the night, Mika Zibanejad opened the scoring for the Blue Shirts with this shorthanded job. Still hungry, shorthanded. Zibanejad scores! Mika Zibanejad! A shorthanded goal! And the Rangers have the first goal of this one in their first of the season. That call courtesy of ESPN. 26 saves from rating Vizina Trophy winner Igor Shosturkin paired with a couple of third-period goals to boot, and the Rangers are feeling good to open the season. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. And here with the early news sports update, I am Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. Lou Dobbs now has your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. The market's still in a slump. Wall Street braces for key inflation data. Investors look for better fourth quarter guidance. Stocks struggling ahead of key economic reports this week. The S&P riding a five-day losing streak, hitting another new low for the year. The Nasdaq's reached a new two-year low after a fifth straight loss on the index. The Bureau of Labor Statistics will report its producer price index for September. Wall Street expecting a modest decline in wholesale inflation. Tomorrow's consumer price index will give us a better look at retail inflation. Economists are looking for a slight decline from August. Earnings season is picking Picking up this week, PepsiCo forecast to beat third quarter targets. Investors more focused on fourth quarter guidance from the beverage giant and other companies. Wall Street is targeting S&P 500 earnings to rise more than 5%. That compares to a projection of more than 10% just three months ago. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
All right, checking futures this morning. They're mixed. The Dow up 145 points at 29,412, up half a percentage point. The S&P's climbed 22 and a quarter points. The Nasdaq up 82 and three quarter points. Gold in the red, down $10.30 an ounce. And crude oil down 19 cents a barrel this morning at $89.16. It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time is 520 now. Well, investigators making a counterfeit merchandise bus out on Long Island, and it's worth more than a reported $40 million. 77 WABC's Bob Brown is the story. Nassau County Police Commissioner Patrick Ryder says 31-year-old Lindsay Costelli was selling bootleg merchandise at Lenny's Boutique on Old Country Road in Plainview. Chanel brand on it. It sells for $5,300. So unfair. We work really hard for our money. People spend a lot of time and money to develop brands and labels, and they should get what's due to them for someone else to just knock it off is not right. Police say there were 22 printing press machines and bogus designer labels. The items include fake Gucci, Chanel Prada, and Louis Vuitton, which were being shipped all over the country. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early Morning News. A 17-year-old Queens woman was found fatally shot in the lobby of an East New York, Brooklyn apartment building after hanging out with friends in an upstairs vacant apartment. Police discovered a trail of blood from that vacant sixth-floor apartment to the lobby where Raylan Cameron of Far Rockaway was found shot in her chest of this Elder Lane building about 10.55 p.m. Monday night. She was pronounced dead at Brookdale University Hospital. Her brother, Alik Smith, spoke to ABC7. She was caught in one of those positions where you have somebody who you just don't want to give up on, so you, you try to be with them every step of the way, and then... An accident happened, an irreversible accident. Security video showed two men carrying this shot teen from the sixth floor apartment of, the, of that building to the lobby. One nine millimeter shell casing was discovered in that vacant apartment's kitchen and blood stains were found as well. Police have identified a person of interest after a man was fatally stabbed during a feud. This happened aboard an MTA bus in the Bronx Sunday night. The victim here is 55-year-old Lamont Barkley. He got into a verbal dispute with a man and a woman believed to be the boyfriend and girlfriend. Now, this happened on a BX-19 bus about 8.25 p.m. Sunday night. Here is the victim's neighbor, Herb Crenshaw, speaking to ABC7. When you enter or get on a bus, your only responsibility is to have a seat and to reach your destination as quick as possible and then just leave, whether it's on the subway or on the bus. When we lose that kind of respect, we're in danger. The argument escalated and police say the man stabbed Barkley multiple times in the stomach at East 149th Street and Girard Avenue. He ended up dying at a hospital and the person of interest stabbed another person in the Bronx back on September 4th, according to police, but was then released without bail. Police are seeking him for questioning and a woman believed to be that man's girlfriend, 42-year-old Ebony Jackson, is in custody. She is charged with murder and manslaughter. New York City Mayor Eric Adams signed legislation Tuesday. It establishes how New York City will make Times Square a gun-free zone. That despite New York state law underpinning the policy being overturned in federal court. Adams said the 56 million tourists forecast to visit New York City this year should not have to live in fear. I own three guns. 
I believe, believe in the right to be a responsible gun owner. This is not an assault on gun owners. This is an assault on making bad decisions that can impact the lives of innocent people. The law comprised of two pieces of legislation defines the boundaries of the Times Square sensitive location and authorizes the NYPD to implement it. Well, the Murder Express apparently running local killings in the New York City subway system since 2020 have skyrocketed to their highest annual levels in some 25 years, despite plummeting ridership in the aftermath of the viral pandemic. The New York Post reporting that since 1997, there had never, ever been more than five subway murders in one single year. But in 2020, during the COVID-19 viral pandemic, there were six murders. Camillo, a Queens resident, spoke to the New York Post about subway crime. I think it's been pretty bad lately. And it's happening because the police is afraid of getting involved nowadays. People do whatever they want. In 2021, murders in the subway system climbed to eight. And so far this year, there have been seven killings with several months to go. Overall crime in the five boroughs is up some 32 percent year over year. Well, the New York school district superintendent arrested on a DWI charge after being spotted crowd surfing. You're hearing it there in the stands during a Friday night football game has now been placed on administrative leave following a hearing on Monday. Now, in a statement, the Baldwinsville Board of Ed said it shared concerns over the actions of Superintendent Jason Thompson. The board described his behavior at the Baker High School game as placing the student body and the community at risk. The board said it was continuing an investigation alongside local police and would not comment further. Also, while driving home after that game, police stopped the superintendent for driving a vehicle without a front license plate and for allegedly making a turn without using a signal. Police said Thompson allegedly failed field sobriety tests and was arrested on a number of traffic violations. Well, three people who allegedly tried to rob a Walgreens up in upstate New York, Poughkeepsie, New York, up in Dutchess County on Tuesday, crashed while trying to exit the Taconic State Parkway in Carmel. At speeds topping 100 miles per hour, state police were still looking for two who ran off into the woods afterwards. It wasn't clear what, if anything, was taken from that retail pharmacy, but no weapons were displayed, according to police. And one of the three suspects was taken into custody at the crash scene while the other two ran into the woods. No other details have yet been released. 77 WABC News Time coming up on 527. And all day long here on 77 WABC, we will remember and celebrate our beloved colleague Bernard McGurk, who passed away last week of prostate cancer. And starting at 6, it'll talk with some of Bernie's best friends. And at 9 this morning, there will be a mini reunion of the IMIS cast, including Charles McCord. The IMIS crew will share their memories of working side-by-side with Bernie. Well, actor Tom Cruise, known for doing death-defying stunts in his movies, and on this next one, might be out of this world. Jacqueline Carl has the explanation. Just take those old records on the Talk about risky business, actor Tom Cruise taking doing his own stunts to the next level. He's hoping to perform a real spacewalk outside of the International Space Station. Cruise will star in an untitled film by director Doug Lyman, and its reported scenes will be filmed at the actual space station. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl.
And if you miss the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.